0: What's up, everybody? This is Limorosh, the Queen Dawn, from across the pond. And right now, you are locked on to Jazz E Lounge, the podcast. This is part two of Remember September. And on the first part of September to remember, or we're going to remember September, that is, I talked about a couple of jazz birthdays that occurred in September, including Living Legends, Sonny Rollins, and Gary Bartz. Yes, happy belated birthday to both of those living legends. That's right, because they're over 80 years old, so they are living legends right now. They are our past and our link to jazz and hip-hop and bop history. So happy belated birthday to those two, as well as we lost two legends of jazz in September one was Pharaoh Saunders, rest in peace, as well as Ramsey Lewis. And they were both over 80 years old as well. So we lost two and we still celebrate the lives of those who are still with us in the jazz community. Listen, I also got a chance to hit up two... Jazz events over the month of September. And when I get back, I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite trumpet players. I finally got a chance to see him. I'm not gonna tell you who it is until I get back. And then the other one was is a living legend. He's a jazz pianist, and he's from Jamaica, Jamaica, yes, yes, yes. So when I get back, I'm gonna talk about those two jazz events that I attended, as well as the Detroit Jazz Festival because I saw that online this year. I didn't get a chance to make it to the D, but check it. We're going to talk about what I saw on the live edition of the Detroit Jazz Festival. This is Lamarache. I'm excited. It's October already, the 6th of October. We're rolling fast through October, but I want us to remember September the way it happened. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about those two jazz events. This is Lamarache. When we talk about trumpet players, who's the first name that comes to your mind? Is it Miles Davis? Freddie Hubbard? Blue Mitchell? Donald Byrd, perhaps? Hmm, we can go on and on. Lee Morgan? There's a lot of trumpet players out here, but right now and lately, I've been grooving to this one cat from New Orleans, Louisiana. He's a trumpet player. He's a young trumpet player, as a matter of fact. He just turned 39 years old. He attended Berklee College of Music in Boston, and his uncle tutored him in jazz and jazz studies. Um, Who could that be, you wonder? Hmm. Well, this particular person I've been trying to see for the past four or five years. I wanted to see him perform live. And this past September, I got a chance to see him live. Now, listen, before I talk about who this person is, he also changed his name. Okay, so maybe that's a clue. That's a little giveaway. Uh, He has a twin brother. (laughs) Still don't know? Hmm. Listen. When I first saw this person I'm going to talk about, I saw him perform on the trumpet with Marcus Miller. And they were performing some Miles Davis tributes. Actually, it was uh, Miles Davis's tutu. And I first laid eyes on this trumpet player. And I immediately fell in love. I'm like, anybody can play Miles Davis and play Miles Davis well. You are the number one person in my book as well as I'm your fan, okay? So this person, I wanted to see. I'm like, ever since I saw this guy playing, I'm like, I got to see this guy. And I was going to see him in 2020 at the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival. And COVID happened, and I didn't get a chance to see him. Once things opened up and things started moving again, this guy was in Detroit, at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater one Wednesday night and I could not make it. I'm like, damn, I'm going to see this dude. I'm going to see this guy. What is, I'm going to, whoa, I got to see him. So listen, without further ado, I'm going to tell you who I saw this summer. Hmm. The name of this artist that I was trying to see for the past few years and I finally saw him is none other than Christian Scott, also known as Chief, Atunde Ajua. okay? Now, I've been trying to check this guy out since I saw him perform Tutu with Marcus Miller on a YouTube video. And I'm like, this cat is bad. I love his energy, his style, and everything. So I've been following him on Instagram for a couple years. And this past September, the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival, yes, shout out to the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival. They brought this artist back. Now, the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival used to be a free annual event. It used to take place right outside of the August Wilson Center, right in the beautiful downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Past two years, they moved it to the Highmark Stadium, which is the stadium where the soccer team plays. So um, things were different. It was not free. It was not outdoors free. It was inside of a a soccer stadium and and there was a cost associated with it as soon as i found out christian scott was going i said i'm going to see him regardless of who goes with me i don't care if nobody want to go i'm going i want to see him That's who i'm going to see so i asked a friend of mine if he wanted to go see christian scott he didn't move he didn't talk he didn't bark he didn't say nothing i said you know what i'm going to see christian scott by myself i booked a a car I paid $100 for my ticket. I wanted to get the VIP. I said, listen, if I'm going to Pittsburgh to see Christian Scott, I'm not going to pay the $35 ticket and sit way up in the box with my little binoculars, which I could not bring in the stadium. I said, I'm going to spend $100 and sit right up close and personal with this man because I want to see Christian Scott. So I'm going to take a quick break because I'm getting real excited about this Christian Scott. Atunde. Atunde. Yes, yes. The Chief, New Orleans owned. Okay, so when I come back, I'm going to talk about my adventure to Pittsburgh to see Christian Scott. So come on back. It's just getting started. Okay, so I set up this opportunity for myself to go check out the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival that had a beautiful lineup, okay? This was Sunday night when I saw Christian Scott, Sunday afternoon, as a matter of fact. But on Saturday, Saturday was a tribute to Donald Byrd. Donald Byrd was featured... um, he was a featured artist. I love Donald Byrd and the Blackbirds, but it was Sean Jones on trumpet and Gary Barnes on saxophone who had a tribute to Donald Byrd. I missed that, and I hate I missed that. That's the second time they performed that tribute. But um, prior to the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival, the Detroit Jazz Festival went down. That was a Labor Day weekend. I didn't go to Pittsburgh um, this year. I was kind of disappointed. It was rainy in it. And I wasn't too thrilled about the artists, too. I'm going to keep it real. I wasn't too thrilled about the artists who were going to attend and perform, but it was free. All you had to do was show up with your lawn chair, kick it real, and watch the Jazz Fest. But they did have this online. The Jazz Festival from Detroit was online, so I did see the Jazz Festival, Detroit Jazz Fest online. But when Pittsburgh came and showed out, listen, I went all the way to Pittsburgh. That was on the 18th. Of September now I drove to Pittsburgh it's the first time I'm driving to Pittsburgh by myself jump on the road smooth sailing I don't have any problems first thing I do when I touch down two hours after I leave Cleveland is a spot that's called the strip district in the strip district I went into the spot called Huoli's seafood spot so I bought some lobster tails I bought some crab legs to take home I had my cooler put all that in my cooler I had some crab cakes, crab cake sandwich, lobster mac and cheese. I had some gumbo and some lobster bisque. When I tell you I was getting my seafood on, baby, please. I was doing it big style. So after that, I went to the stadium. It's $15 to park. It was right on the Allegheny River overlooking the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. It was a beautiful 90-degree day that afternoon. I was looking cute, my little white dress on. People were showing up for the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival, baby. And I'm first, I'm watching another artist. And all of a sudden, I look, it's three stages lined up on the soccer field. Okay, it was a middle stage and two stages on each side of the middle or the center stage. So I'm enjoying one artist. Then I look to my right. And I see Christian Scott on stage trying to set up his equipment. I'm like, oh, snap. There go Christian Scott right there. I'm about to mosey on down. I don't care who is on stage over here. I'm about to mosey down to see Christian Scott, right? This is my moment. Nobody's down. It's like one or two people sitting at the the front row. I'm in the second row. I I don't want to, you know, have anything blocking me. I'm in the center, second row. So before I sit down, you know, I got my nerve up. I wish I had recorded everything. So I see Christian Scott looking hot, setting up his African instrument and the, you know, he's on stage by himself getting things ready. So I said, Chief Ajewi, Chief Atunde Ajewi. So he grins and he smiles and he looks up and I said, I'm so thankful that you made it because I had been watching him on Instagram all week and that brother was in Amsterdam, was in London, was in Germany. I'm like, is he going to make it to the States? Because that was a lot of travel. And I'm like, oh man, I hope this man has spent $100 for my ticket, $300 for this rental car. It was actually $600 out the door for the rental car, baby. I'm on the move. I'm on a mission to see Christian Scott and I was just hoping he was going to make it to America. And he sure did. So I was thankful Ooh, baby, his band is off the chain. I'm um, Look for the, you look him up. Look up Christian Scott and his whole crew. I think his, his percussion player is Weedy. He's a bad djembe player, and I've seen him in Cleveland a couple times. You see, um, he's a bad bad boy, and he had this other young cat. He had some young cats. Bass player was young. The saxophone player was young. They was all in their early twenties, and this dude on his baritone sax was killing the game. I'm like, this boy got some bad crew in him up in here in the mix. But Christian Scott, he he in one of his interviews, he said he's going to decolonize jazz with by using African inspired instruments. And I said that's some deep stuff because. Jazz pretty much was formed on these instruments that came from Europe. The saxophone and the trumpet. Um, I even seen seen people perform the trombone and um, the upright bass. You know, these things, the, they were instruments from Europe. And African-Americans in particular took these instruments, including the piano and the harp and everything, and created this music using these instruments from Europe. Christian Scott said he's gonna rock our genre of music using African inspired instruments, and I thought that was hot. And that's what he played first. It was a he entered the the groove on this African instrument, it's a string instrument. Okay, it has a bow. Uh, I'm not sure the name of it, but you know, somebody gonna tell me what the name of it is. Keep supporting the podcast, but he started off with like an African chant. And he just woke me up and then he went into his um, other music that he gets into. And baby, he just set the stage off for, I wasn't even quite an hour. I wanted to see him perform maybe two hours because he got that much music. And um, it was just an exciting time for me. The concert started at a quarter to five. By six o'clock, the next group was coming on. And um, I tried to see if I was going to get a chance to see him afterwards, but I was moving and grooving a little bit too fast. But I saw Christian Scott, uh, Berkeley School of Music graduate, and he graduated early. Donald Harrison Jr. was his uncle who, who taught him uh, jazz and jazz music and history of it. And he's a very intelligent brother, too, this uh, Tunde Ajawa. He was a, speaking highly of, of all of the members in his band, and, and he spoke with confidence about the genre of jazz. And I really appreciated seeing this cat at the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival. If you get a chance to see him, I'm going to recommend it. I I don't care. Look at the videos, but you got to see this boy live. When he started getting into the groove, baby, he just wearing that trumpet out. And I mean, wearing it out. So that was one of my highlights of the summer of September in particular. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about another jazz pianist who I got a chance to see the following week in Pittsburgh. Yes, stand up, Pittsburgh. So this is Lamarash. I'm getting excited. Christian Scott, Atunde Ajawa. He's a chief now. Okay, check him out. This is Lamarash, and I'll be right back. When I say the words reggae, dub, jam rock, lovers rock, what really comes to mind? Hmm. (laughs) Yep. Maybe Bob Marley. (laughs) Maybe Jimmy Cliff. Steel Pulse. Mighty Sparrow. But you know what? There's a Jamaican by the name of Monty Alexander, who began to play his Caribbean influences on the island of Jamaica. But it was not until Louis Armstrong and Nat King Cole paid Jamaica a visit that he became very inspired by jazz. Monty Alexander is a living legend. He's 78 years old, he's a jazz pianist, and he was inspired as a young man by these jazz aficionados, classic men in the genre of jazz. And these were smooth men I just named. Louis Armstrong, trumpet player, swing, um, Nat King Cole, a, a vocalist. He was also a charming man, smooth. And it was those two people in particular he was inspired by, and he began to play jazz music on the piano he was not uh, classically trained but he was gifted he was uh, he was very gifted as a musician and he moved to uh, Miami with his family in the 1960s Um, from there he just he was just influenced by so many different people and I got a chance to see him perform live it was just Monty a bass player and the keyboardist Matter of fact, it was not that. I'm sorry. It was Monty Alexander on piano, a bass player, upright bass, and a drummer. It was a trio. Okay? Monty Alexander, who's a jazz pianist, was on stage performing some of his music that he has created. He also talked about people he met. Uh, He helped write music with... uh, Natalie Cole, which was amazing to me. Um, He mentioned several different artists as he would play. He would stop and talk about his influences. And I I had the actual, I actually had an opportunity to meet him. The person I went to Pittsburgh with this time had a little connection. And we were actually able to go backstage and meet Monty Alexander. Monty not only plays jazz, he's a singer. He was singing, his, his latest uh, material is all of his singing, his songs he's been singing. But he also has some dub music that he plays on piano. And he does King Tubby meets Reggae and the Rockers. That's off the chain. But he also has a Bob Marley tribute. So he plays all of Bob Marley's songs on the piano. You dig? So even if you're not into reggae, and you like jazz, you're going to love Monty Alexander's Caribbean influence in the genre of jazz. And I think he's not the first to do it, but he's one of the, the, the pioneers. Um, there are a few steel drum players who play the steel drum on with jazz influences. And I want to say this guy's name is Othello Molino. And um, he's a pan player, and he plays jazz. Um, on the song Just The Two Of Us by um, what's my man's name? Just The Two Of Us you know who it is Grover Washington Jr. at the end of his song he has a steel drum on that on that song Um, Roy Ayers even though he's a vibraphonist people have played his music using the steel drum it's that reggae uh, Caribbean influence with jazz that's such an incredible mix So those are the two concerts that I saw in September. Back to back. First went to the Pittsburgh Jazz Fest and I saw my man, Christian Scott, also known as, or just known as, Chief Atunde Ajawa, And I really, really do appreciate his tenacity and his brilliance and all of the things he brings to that genre to be a young man playing the trumpet. That's just one of the instruments he plays. He bad. I'm telling you, you got to check him out. And then I saw The Living Legend, who's 78 years old. That is Monty Alexander from um, Jamaica. And um, he, during the pandemic, he was on Facebook Live often, like once a week. And he would play the piano and talk. And I'm like, this man has so much to say and so much incredible information to share with us. I said, he is a living legend. I'm going to talk about him because I want to see him perform live. So, yo, yo, October is here. I talked about the September to remember. It was people that had jazz births, jazz firsts, and also people who passed away and left this earth this this September. And um man, I got so much more to go. There was so many jazz festivals in September. I, I couldn't attend them all with Chicago, the um, Monterey Jazz Festival in, in California. There were jazz festivals all around the country and um, I encourage each and every one of you to check out events posted on my social media pages as well as, other social media groups on Facebook. There's so many jazz groups on social media, baby. All you got to do is type in jazz. Smooth jazz, jazz international, whatever. Soft jazz, smooth jazz, hardcore bop, bebop. And everybody's involved in this this genre. It's, It's picking up more and more. And I love that. Listen, I'm going I'm to sell off. It's, what, Tuesday? It's Thursday night already. I'm going to get into some more things tonight. Listen, it has been a blast. This is the Lady Roche, the Queen Dawn from across the pond, saying, Ciao for now. Peace.